And welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a show from our youth to see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And today we are watching the beginning of a four-part mini-series within Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation, starting with episode one. Unchain My Heart, part one. I mean, it's episode 22. Yeah. It's part one. That's probably what I meant to say. Uh, And this one was weird. There's a lot going on. We get a new character, a we new get, villain. We get the best visual effect of the <laughs> series. We get our favorite villain. <laughs> Queets? <laughs> no, our favorite villain. Oh, Silver. Uh, no, no, the least effective one. Oh, the our... gorilla from the Haunted House episode. <laughs> he was more of a frenemy. Oh, right. No, this one's got bone steel in bone it. Bone steel. With his crazy one dreadlock in leopard print wrapping. I hope he comes back for the rest of the parts. I uh, can't see. Well, we'll get to it, but he may be out. <laughs> he may be dead. <laughs> he definitely almost died this time. I kind of didn't hate this one. I liked it a little. It was all right. Do you want to do, do the damn thing? Yeah, just get into it. Sure. It's New York City. <laughs> sure enough. Turns so out. It's Wednesday, which <laughs> is Hummer night. Uh, and they're going out for a Wednesday night adventure. <laughs> it's very specifically Wednesday. I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> but they are very explicit about that. Yeah, so we get, right off Wednesday. the bat, we get so much recycled footage. Like, I would say the first four minutes of this, uh, they did not shoot anything new. See, this show is made for people like me who don't remember show to show. Oh. Because I don't remember it. I mean, obvious, other than the obvious, like, they're driving things. Yeah. Uh, they get wherever they're going. Like, they obviously jump in the Hummer, and then they drive somewhere else, and they get where they're going, and then they climb to the roof, which is all footage from when they infiltrated the Foot Clan. Except for the shot where they got, well, Donatello had a skateboard. Everybody else does not. And they, they, they've they broken into a skate park. That's the big reveal. Yep. I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't this, I'll be honest. Right. Um, I'm not surprised. No. But it was the just 90s. wasn't what I was expecting. They have to be super extreme. Just... And they can't chug Mountain Dew because when did uh, Venus Saban learn, won't pay for that. When did Venus learn to skateboard? She's the most competent of them. I guess she probably She watched them do it and was like, yeah, that looks pretty easy. And also, she's not trying anything terribly daring here. She barely goes up the ramp when we get the shot of her. But we do... They hired some real skaters to get in those turtle suits and do some pretty impressive stuff for wearing a 40-pound turtle suit. Like, uh, just skateboarding like in a straight line is impressive to me i can't standing on a skateboard period it's hard when when you can't see your feet and your feet are like i don't know 10 sizes too big because they're covered in turtle that that is impressive to me no standing on a skateboard when you can see your feet and your shoes are the size they should be is impressive to me (laughs) this is nuts skateboarding's hard i still have a scar from it Yeah, that one time we went skateboarding, it hurt a lot. I fell down on my elbow real hard, and my skin became part of the track jacket I was wearing. So I was like, (laughs) well, I'm done with this. There's a skate park right by our house, and we drive by and see the children be really good at it all the time. Youths. It's just far enough away, though, that it doesn't affect our real lives. So the the turtles, uh, like, there's a lot of weird camera stuff happening. Like, there's some kaleidoscope breakups of... uh, It's not weird, it's extreme. It is very extreme. It's hella extreme. (laughs) Hello wasn't a word yet. Oh. Gwen Stefani had not come up with it. Oh. She was busy being in no doubt at this time. Probably. She was just Back a girl. when no doubt still... <laughs> she was walking into spider webs. Back when no doubt still had horns. Uh, the, the turtles are having a pretty good time, and up in a very well lit, like, balcony section is Bonesteel just standing there over a light. 
yelling about stuff and how the turtles are so predictable. They have not gone to this place as far as we know. I mean, we don't see their whole lives. I guess that's true. And they did break in really easily as if they had been there before. Yeah. And he says every Wednesday, so predictable. We find out how routine the turtles' lives are in this episode. But you'd think Wednesday night adventure would mean more than one thing. Well, maybe this is just part of their overall adventure. Oh, it's just the beginning of their evening? Yeah, maybe there's like, you know, tea involved later, (laughs) and they go see a movie. (laughs) Visit a bum fight? Yeah. (laughs) They bring a sandwich to a bum fight. To To pay the bum. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, that's not just for them. Well, I mean, Michelangelo definitely brought two, one for himself. Well, duh. That's just how we do. Imagine being a bum and someone hands you a sandwich and it has, like, toothpaste and anchovies on it. You'd be so mad, but you'd eat it anyway because you're a homo, hobo. You want to take that again? Yeah. You'd be so mad because you're a hobo. But who knows what your bindle's full of? Maybe it's full of gold and you can use it as a blunt force trauma weapon. Why would your bindle be full of gold? Because you're crazy and eccentric. Oh, okay. Like like all billionaires. (laughs) Like all homeless billionaires. (laughs) Anywho, uh, Bone Steel has set up several, well, I I was going to say several elaborate traps, but really one of them is elaborate and the others are pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um... They do require the turtles to be in very specific points. They sure do, and the timing to be perfect. Yeah. I have a question about this cage that falls on Leonardo, though. Yes. He cuts those sandbags, and the sandbags fall down. Yes. Causing the The cage cage to also fall down. Yes. That's wrong, right? Absolutely. Because them pulling something down could only pull up. Yeah. On the other end. Unless... Unless it's a very weird, elaborate pull Yeah, I was going to say, it might be much more complex and we just don't see the inner workings of all of it. There are other sandbags and things involved. It's possible, but also, they just needed a visual. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, because that cage for Leonardo that fell around him is maybe four feet square. Uh, If he had been anywhere else, it would have, you know, cut him in half. Yeah. So maybe the sandbags were for Raphael's thing because he gets trapped in a bamboo cage. Yeah, but... that falls over instead of down. I don't know. Yeah, but that seems to... Yeah, I guess. And Annette falls down on Michelangelo and Venus. So they are completely out of the fight, as we know. Nets are the most dangerous things in this universe. Right. And Everyone uh, else escapes except for the guys in the net. They have to be helped. That's right. Uh, Donatello gets caught in one of those, like, zipline like traps. Like where it, Yeah, it snares his foot and he gets dangled upside down. Like uh, like that spell in Harry Potter that I can't remember. You're always mentioning spells from Harry Potter that you don't know. Look, just because it's I can't... It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the one that Snape invented. and It hooks you by the ankle. Yeah, you can say that all you want, but you don't know what it is. Yeah, but I know of it. Yeah, that's, I'm sure It's half do. the battle. Probably. So credits. You're culturally insensitive. You're culturally insensitive towards no, wizards. No, I'm a pop culture failure. That's where the name oh, of this thing came from. Oh, and the end. Yep. We said <laughs> the name of the podcast. So we get back from credits, and uh, all through that, I was while we were watching it initially, I was like, the only one who really needs any help probably is Leonardo, because it looks like a heavy steel cage that fell down. And the first thing we see is him lifting it up like two and a half feet. <laughs> right. They're like, oh, if he had tried okay. a little bit Maybe harder, not. he could have gotten no, it. If he had just like picked it up and like leaned backwards he would have at least fallen over and still been able to get out but whatever he kind of gives up (laughs) quite quickly (laughs) yeah but luckily donatello 
headbutt. Did machines. He he did a machine. He put a big stupid motor on a, a, a skateboard, and it's remote controlled because of course it is. So he drives it around while Bone Steel has this huge open park, and he can probably definitely see the skateboard rolling around. He uh, runs down the stadium steps that are a part of a skate park, I guess, and jumps onto the skateboard by accident because Donatello piloted under him. Which causes the arrow to shoot. Yeah, it's very Rube Goldberg. <laughs> and then it shoots Donatello down. Yeah. Que- or not Queez, uh Bone Steel is holding one of his weapons. The, the, I think it's the blunderbuss that shoots arrows for some reason. And when he loses his balance, he accidentally shoots an arrow directly into the rope holding Donatello up. It's always a good time when... When Bone Steel's around. <laughs> Setting up Rube Goldberg devices. <laughs> whether he knows it or not. <laughs> he just is a Rube Goldberg. <laughs> so Bone Steel gets driven into a rope. He grabs the rope. He does a Tarzan yell and swings back into Donatello, who kicks him in the tummy. But he also says, me, Tarzan, you pain. <laughs> he does. Because, of course he does. Because <laughs> what wouldn't you? Raphael was trapped in bamboo, and he has just smashed it apart. Yeah. He had no trouble getting out at all. And I then, can't believe it took him as long as it did. Yeah. And then Bone Steel for real tries to stab Donatello in the face. He pulls a knife and tries to stab him in the damn face. And it was kind of awesome. <laughs> if only it had worked. He was doing the damn thing. So Raphael runs over to Leo. Together they lift up the, the cage. Which is a shot we got in yesterday's episode. Yesterday. I was going to say yesterday. <laughs> that I caught myself, but I was too far in. But you know the clip show? We got this clip. Last week, before it happened. I, when it happened in the clip show, I didn't remember it happening, but I assumed I just forgot. <laughs> nope. I, I remember thinking, that didn't happen, but whatever. Ah, uh, but here's, here it is. But uh, Venus and Michelangelo are definitely still trapped. So Donatello takes out Bone Steel all by himself. like By stomping on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo manages to get one of the armored beads to Venus. Because uh, he's trapped behind her. I'm really surprised there was no sexual innuendo yeah. there. Like, hey, I'm going to fuck you in your shell or something. <laughs> Hope that's cool, because it's happening. Yeah, I'm already done. <laughs> no, how turtles do. Yeah, they're real fast lovers. <laughs> but Venus, from the floor, uh, hucks the, the steel ball at Bone Steel's gun. And he does not shoot Donatello. And then Raph and Leonardo throw the cage over him. Lickety split. And, and then, then you get another one of these. The There is a clip of Leonardo freeing Michelangelo and Venus from Manette last week. And that's also from this show. It's super weird that in this episode, we're only like four minutes in. And two minutes of this has been recycled footage. And then another like 30 <laughs> seconds of it has been repurposed for a previous episode. They're really squeezing every penny out of this thing. They sure are. Uh, yeah. they, had, they had to pay voice actors um, to do all the voiceovers for all the characters in this episode all the human characters so yeah. <laughs> so bone steel successfully caged and instead of like calling the cops or stabbing him they turn off the lights and bail so there's a lot of sound effects around bone steel where like when he's talking to himself in the earlier in this and later yes do they think when someone is just a human like a baseline human like bone steel that the children will not be able to pay attention because they see humans in their everyday lives so they, if they add all these sound effects, the kids will like it more? Because the sound effects don't follow the turtles around quite as much as they do, like, Queez or Bone Steel. I don't know. I, I guess that, that makes the most sense. I mean, I guess Silver has quite a few sound effects, too. But those yeah, are but he also related. has a lot of dudes. 
Yeah, he does. He has regular humans around him. Uh, they're all dressed funny, too. Hmm. Think about it. Nah. Okay. <laughs> we get a new scene wipe, also, where there's a crossbow that pulls back and then shoot. It has the arrow pointing left, but then the whole thing shoots right. Because reasons. Yeah. And then, Sky, where do we go? <laughs> uh, somewhere in China. <laughs> That's as distinct as we get. Uh, it's in the Goosebumps font. Chirons should not be in Goosebumps font. What? Chiron? Uh, Chiron is the, the words at the bottom that tells you where you are. Oh. I've explained this to you before. No, you haven't. I've never heard that word before. Uh, I remember distinctly because I mentioned the Chirons in uh, Civil War, and you asked me what a Chiron was then. I don't think that's true. Because the Chirons in that movie were big. I don't think that's true. I, I mean, the, I remember the words on the screen were big. Well, I don't... I've I said just... it too many times, and it's lost meaning. Let's, let's continue. So we're somewhere in China, and <laughs> no, it's spooky. Nowhere specifically. It's straight up Transylvania. Yeah, it's a Beetleborg set. It sure is. Uh, and we see a pair of hands. There's like a, a coffin kind of thing, and a pair of hands just reaches and breaks a, a lock on it. It's chained this thing together. The, the nails were painted, so I thought they were strong lady hands, but it's just a little boy. It's a beautiful little boy hands. He's a, he's a little kid. They're two little kids. Yeah. One's wearing a really big wig. They're dressed in very traditional uh, Chinese garb. And then uh, the they best... Move, they move this uh, this lid off of a, of a coffin. Causing the best visual effect to happen. A skeleton sits up. But the skeleton's a puppet, not like shitty 1997 CGI. Yeah, they didn't get it at a Halloween store. Yeah, it, it actually looks pretty alright. It sits up and it follows the little girl as she walks around, like the empty eye, eye sockets look at it. And then it asks, why am I so cold? To which the little girl says, because you're not wearing skin. And the little girl has some severely modulated voice. Like super chipmunk here or something. Yeah, it's real weird. Don't worry, find out the little boy does too. Yeah. But later. But she pulls out a bottle and uh, sprinkles some green mist on the skeleton and it turns into a sexy vampire lady. Yeah. Well, you know, Saban sexy. Her name is Vammi. Which but is they, super Chinese? I, I don't know. But I kept hearing her say Fampi, the Pokemon, but maybe that's just me. But uh, the little girl and the little boy are like Ching Su? Ch- it's Ching Chu. Ching, Ching Chu. And, and Bing. Bing. Which I think uh, is racist. Uh, well, I mean, they're from China, and those are Chinese names. Yeah, but... And those kids are at least Asian. They were cast properly. Couple things. Asian people didn't write this. <laughs> also, the vampire is not fully Asian. She's like Irish, uh, Cantonese... Well, Cantonese is Asian, but... Yeah. Uh, I looked her up. She's got a lot in her, and only part of it's Asian. Well, I mean, at least it wasn't some white lady. Which is what they would have done now. Which is what they cast Venus. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. So so there's that. But also, uh, the little boy looks like uh, Jet Li in Fearless. The, that that traditional uh, Chinese hairstyle. That may or may not be a wig like glued to his head. It's really difficult to tell. Um, Vemi has been imprisoned. She's been taken out for 70 years. She's been years. Rita Repulsed in that box, but only for <laughs> 70 years. Because she fought Chung Yi? Yeah. But Chungi's dead, so the the her two wards brought her back all of a sudden for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. They they, they don't really get into that. Yeah, like they Vemi's... were just bored. <laughs> I can't... well, Vemi uh, is like I saw Chungi steal my heart and put it in a box, which is pretty. That's pretty gruesome. But sure, traditionally you you stab a vampire's heart. You don't rip it out of their chest because I feel like this exact situation can happen. 
right? Because apparently they can live without their hearts. I, I guess. I well, mean, she I lived mean, she without was her a heart. Skeleton. She lived without her heart long enough to see him put it in a box. <laughs> yeah. Which means Chung Yi brought that box with him wherever he was ripping hearts out. That's right. I, w- I guess that's that was his job before he was Dragon Mirror box Watcher. Box guy. Oh, uh, vampire heart box guy. Uh, Vami says to these kids, give me my heart so I can, you know, be alive. And they're like, oh, we didn't get it yet. Yeah, you've got four days until this form dissolves. Like, we- that's a dick move, guys. Yeah, I guess they should have gone and gotten it, huh? Yeah, do that first. I mean, maybe they need her for help, but do that first. You didn't even try to get it first. I mean... You know exactly where it is, sort of. Well... They know it's yeah. in America. Yeah, and, and then they get really specific the closer they get to it for some reason. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, there are children. I mean, they're no, old, they're not. but they're, they're children. They're 1,200 years old. But they're children? Well, as of as the undead, you've ceased to age once you get turned into a vampire. Is that what happens? I'm pretty sure that's how that's supposed to work. Oh, okay. I don't know anything about vampires. Um, but they say that, that Venus has it. They say that Chinese Apprentice has it. Yeah, they know her name, her full name. They know her real name. I can't believe they just didn't call her Venus. I was really surprised <laughs> when they used her actual name. Her name's uh, Venus her Christian Milo. name? Yeah, her given name. Um, oh, also, uh, Bing has a super creepy deep voice coming from oh, a 12-year-old. Yeah, he started talking no, He's now. probably like 14, but it's unsettling. And uh, the, the little girl is very difficult to understand. Or at least I found her difficult to understand. Because you can't hear anything at that pitch. <laughs> it's true. But uh, she says that uh, Mei Pei Chi is nothing without Chung Yi. So they're going to fly to America and, and get it back and take their revenge. They're going to fly to America, Power Rangers bat style. <laughs> that is exactly what happens. They giggle and walk off screen. And we get bats for the scene wipe. Freaking bats. We are back in the lair. And Raphael Stuff's is, happening. Yeah, Raphael is just like, you know what? I had a good time despite Bone Steel look showing at this, up. Look at this wide shot of the sewer. It looks neat when you when it's not like crowded. Yeah. Or so many of the shots are so crowded. You actually well, get to like take in like the the nice ceiling. Like they built a cool set. Yeah. Well, I think it's because the camera is actually at the foot of the stairs, so there's room to do that. Whereas a lot of the shots are in that narrow little area. Yeah, and everyone's standing on top of each other. Yeah. So Venus uh, brings out a wooden box, one that may have been mentioned earlier, and uh, she's gonna use some medicinal herbs and opens the box and never takes anything out of it. Except she for, does. She grabs a sponge and wipes down Leonardo's arm. <laughs> yeah. She keeps her important things in there. <laughs> Hearts, herbs, sponges. Well, she doesn't know that it's a heart. Condoms? Probably. Her. She's DTF. <laughs> her um, birth control. But they're, <laughs> they're, so they're still talking about uh, bone steel, and they are repeatedly ask, how does he keep finding us? And they'll then make no attempt to actually answer that question, um, other than saying he's a hunter. He keeps finding you because you keep going to the same places on the same days. <laughs> we figured that out. Maybe because Bone Steel told us. I don't know. Yeah, but Venus picks up this thing. She's like, this is the only herb I can't identify. And then she holds it at Michelangelo. It's not an herb, and it's, it's too a, gross for it's Michelangelo. She calls it a root, guy. Whatever. No, don't whatever me. You corrected me. <laughs> it's because you were wrong. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> And so, then, and then Bone Steel um, just gives us a shitload of exposition. Well, to be fair, he's speaking to a gun wrapped in a leopard print. <laughs> it's dressed up to go out. Yeah, he's explaining how the turtles do the same thing. Like they're gonna go out to Central Park on a full moon, 
Yeah, which which is <laughs> very specific. This is instinct. They can't help themselves. <laughs> what? I choose to believe that Central Park on full moons is just overrun with turtles. Of all sizes. As far as the eye can see. I hope we find out what they do in Central Park during a full moon. <laughs> he also refers to the the moon as a big white china plate, uh, which I misheard him the first time. I thought he said China, <laughs> where, you know, where Chinese people are from. Uh, and then he kicks off. A, he, apparently, this is when I realized that Bone Steel is straight up Wiley e. Coyote because he kicks the, the lid off of a box and it's full of random electronic equipment that he really shouldn't have been able to afford or exist a box that might as well say acme on the side instead it says danger but he's got like some sort of laser perimeter grid that he's gonna set up yeah because of course he that does. probably costs several thousand dollars well he's got all those black market turtles <laughs> oh yeah the red eared sliders that you can get 700 bucks a pop for that i that i saw at the pet store yesterday <laughs> for like 20 bucks yeah Oh, so we get the act break, and when we come back, there's three bats with fiery trails and super sped up footage of helicopter shots in New York, and they discuss how it doesn't look like an apple at all because one of them calls it the Big Apple. So they find, like, a, an abandoned hotel. Yeah, that they'd stayed at before. A hundred years ago. Do you think they Do you think they were hoping it was still in in... in service and they could have a nice hotel with a nice continental breakfast i'm gonna say no but only because they busted through the window and didn't bother checking at the front desk well yeah because they don't have any money but they could just still just kill whoever is living there i don't know that they don't have any money i would say that those two kids probably invested wisely okay maybe they don't want to spend any money maybe they just want to murder whoever's living in that room and then sleep there that'll yeah and then they want waffles in the morning do vampires eat waffles Sky, do vampire? Of course they eat waffles. I don't think they're able to. How could they not be able to? Because their body runs on blood. That's the whole thing with vampires. No, they need blood to survive. <laughs> How many things do we eat in a day? You don't need seven Mountain Dews in a day. You, there's nothing <laughs> in it. My body does. Well, it does now. You're, there's nothing in it for your body. There's nothing in there that your body needs. But you, you drink some of them because you like it. That's why they eat waffles. They don't get anything from it. They just like the way waffles taste. <laughs> well, waffles are far superior to pancakes. Yeah. They're, they're crispy and, and delicious. to blood. Maybe they like blood on their pancakes. Maybe. Maybe they cut the throat of the... For people like me, whose blood is mostly sugar water. Because of all the Mountain Dew. They can suck the sugar out of your bones. Your jelly <laughs> bones. Monster. <laughs> right back in. <laughs> So the little kids explain how they stayed here a hundred years ago, but it's all gross now because nobody's been there. It's uh, what they condemned. It's condemned. And uh, miraculously, lamps. Even though they had been flying all around, it took them landing before Vami felt her heartbeat. Because apparently, seventy years later and disconnected and underground, she can still make it hop around. Yeah, I guess the closer you are to your heart, the more it, you, you both do stuff. I guess. I guess. And then we get the quietest, quietest yeah. scene. In like, the history of this show. Venus is just quietly cooking, and no yeah. one's yelling no at one, her. There's no background music. There's no stupid sound effects. It's just quiet. The, As if they're actually trying to build a mood. The heart, is. she looks over, and it's on the floor. and yeah, It hopped out of the box. And it's sort of creepy, because yeah. usually the show is really loud. <laughs> and not subtle. Maybe they got a director from Goosebumps. I hope to... so. <laughs> R.L. Stein she... himself directed this <laughs> five-part episode or whatever. Yeah. But she dismisses it, she puts it back in the box, and then decides it's a Chinese jumping herb, because that's a thing. So, she spoiled it, but it was a, a pretty great moment. 
So we cut back over to the abandoned hotel. Vami is talking to the kids, and that's when we find out that they're 1,200 years old. They have to feed, so someone's getting murdered, even if we don't see it. Someone's getting bit. Then back in the sewers. (laughs) Master Splinter is watering his bonsai plants, trying to be peaceful. Leonardo stomps in, and he's like, Splinter says, I heard you in a run with Bone Steel. And Leonardo's like, I want to learn the way of the hunter! It's like, that, uh, what? Splinter's like, that's not a thing that ninjas, that's not a ninja thing. Yeah, get out of here, please. He's like, well, let's invent it then! It's like, then he's like, hey, Leo, why, why don't you take it down a notch? Why don't you just, like, read some stuff about it or whatever? And then he demands, then he demands books on it? Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was demanding or being like, I need to find these. <laughs> Maybe we just never see the library? Maybe. And then he, says, he has a lot of them. He, he talks about getting books and then... He says, maybe a CD-ROM. <laughs> and just like us, Splinter said, what's a CD-ROM? Yep. Uh, somehow, this 1997 show got real dated. What do you think the window for CD-ROM is? Like, 96 to 2000, maybe? I, I mean, we know what it is. I know what it is, but so when was it, the last time you touched a CD-ROM? Uh, On purpose. When I had to install my external CD drive from my computer. Do they call them CD-ROMs anymore? I don't even think they call them that. Like, when you get it, like, to install stuff. And very rarely do you even get it anymore, because they're just like, just download it off the internet, asshole. (laughs) It'll be faster. You don't have to open a little compartment. Well, my computer doesn't have a CD drive. So you download it on the internet. Problem solved. Anyway. (laughs) So Leonardo yells about finding the manuals and runs off. He just has them in the next scene. I, I mean, I would assume Donatello helped him secure them, because Donatello seems to be able to get books. So, <laughs> Queez had them in his hideout? I guess so. But uh, we get this Zulu montage, I guess? Of him reading Zulu hunting strategies. Yeah. And it... <sighs> creepy shot of his eyes moving back and forth, and then there's just a lot of him reading in different positions, different books. Um, It's him... And his, yelling it, stuff over... Yeah, I was gonna say, it's his, his inner, inner monologue, monologue, like... Him reading is still him screaming in his head. <laughs> yeah. We uh, cut back and Splinter and Venus are playing chess. And Michelangelo throws a frisbee at uh, Leonardo. A what? Uh, excuse me, a glow disc. Oh, a glow disc. Which is legally distinct from a frisbee. I didn't know what you were talking it about. It definitely doesn't have a sticker over all of the iconography <laughs> on the top of the frisbee. But it's, it's I guess it's Thursday. Which means, I guess so. Which means they gotta go play glow disc. No, it's full moon. That's why they gotta go play glow disc. Well, is this the same day? Is this the next day? I'm, I'm thinking it's the next day. It, it probably is, but I think the Thursday part is inconsequential. I think it is Thursday. It just <laughs> happens to be a full moon Thursday. Well, Bone Steel did say that tomorrow is a full moon. Yeah. Splinter's like, hey, I got a bad feeling. Don't do this. And I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. We're going to go anyway. Why would we listen to you, old man? And Venus brings her cape. <laughs> of course she does. She uses it to fight a bunch. I guess that's true. At least this she doesn't time have she, a real weapon. At least this time she left the house with it. <laughs> Just didn't have it when it's she true. needed to fight with it. Also, with the overall vampire theme, it's good to have a cape. It is true. We should probably get capes for the next episode. <laughs> I could go get my Harry Potter robe. So we get the the B-roll of them getting in the cars again. It happened earlier in the episode, but fuck it. Let's go again. This time it has a, some shots of Splinter as he's yelling at them to not do it. And they're like, eh, it's fine. And then they leave. Okay, but also Leonardo was driving when they left, right? Yes. Okay, just we just remember that for later. That's how that stock footage works. Splinter walks away mumbling to himself how he's it's something bad's gonna happen. I can feel it in my bones. And that's why he chose to stay behind, I guess, so he can yeah. go save them when they bail. Yeah, well he has to so often. So the the vampires leave and they're just flying around and then they decide to follow the turtles. 
They because? say, let's hope they lead us. Yeah. The- like, they straight up were like, follow them. Yeah, they they left and spotted them immediately. I don't, I super weird. <laughs> just, just uh, and now so, Michelangelo's driving. Yep, Ed has his uh, broadcast equipment in. Well, depending on the shot. Yep. <laughs> lot, lot of recycled footage in this. So, Bone Steel is setting up his thousands and thousands of dollars worth of, of laser equipment. He also has a real gun, not one of the goofy ones that he's been carrying around. He's got a real sidearm, and he's got night vision goggles, even though it is very well lit. Because it's the full moon. Right, so he doesn't need them. Yeah, I'm, I was agreeing. I just couldn't remember the word okay. full moon. And then we cut back to the lair yeah, where Splinter's making himself like a, a grilled, grilled cheese, cheese or something. <laughs> Straight up just making a grilled There's all that fucking cheese laying around from when Andre <laughs> was there. <laughs> Which could have been two days ago. Yeah, who knows? So, in the box, the lid keeps flopping around, and then the heart escapes again. If I know anything about making grilled cheeses, which I do, you don't walk away from it because that's how it gets burned. <laughs> grilled cheeses are very delicate. It hopped into a giant pile of flour? Yeah, I guess so. And then Splinter smells it, and he says it smells evil. Without moving his mouth. Don't worry, nothing will come from that. We cut back to the park where the turtles are playing Glow Disc, which is legally distinct from Frisbee. Even though they play it exactly the same. Yep, and it's not a disc that glows. just want to point that out. That's because it's such a full moon. (laughs) If it was full-on nighttime, then it would glow the sky. Uh-huh. So Bone Steel's just being a creepy voyeur while the turtles are jumping around and not physically able to catch the frisbee but they can throw it <laughs> they fall down a lot you're right they can't catch it uh and then bone steel activates the the three beamed laser fence while mumbling a lot of stuff that i couldn't catch like, uh, i just didn't get it it's a robert e lee quote was it he said as robert e lee said to the wounded mule you will be missed i see i, I who is he saying that to <laughs> i don't know he's always just talking that's fair so he's monologuing Ref throws the frisbee, it goes wide left, and hits one of the beams, and just straight up is explodes. How many times have I thrown your frisbees into fucking lasers? I can really <laughs> relate to Raph in this one. I don't know, you've thrown it on the roof of fair about though. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a, a go great after. frisbee throwy guy. <laughs> I'm better than I used to be, but... That's true. I could throw it into your hand. <laughs> I could throw it in the general direction you're standing. <laughs> Which is okay, I guess. So Bone Steel... Has set up this elaborate thing. He's got a couple of, like, net bazookas set up. And the turtles see him immediately and are like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Then he shoots a net and And it misses every one of them. I mean, we do find out, we do find out that that was, I guess, not part of his plan. He's trying to get them to back up. I guess. But he's not doing a great job. If you want them to back up, you use fire or something. Instead, he shoots. Just one one, uh, flamethrower would just get them to back up. Yeah. But he picks up his crossbow and shoots at Michelangelo, who catches the arrow, no problem, and snaps it in half. To which Bone Steel yells, do you know how much those cost? Less than your lasers. <laughs> Definitely. Also, you can just make an arrow. Like, you can find a straight stick and whittle it down. Or you can buy 12 of them for, like, 15 bucks on Amazon. I know it's not an option right now in your time. I think Amazon's a thing. But just go to like, a sporting goods store and you can probably buy one for, like, $1.50. Yeah, or um, just use your gun on you. Or just steal some. The You're not opposed to murdering sentient creatures, just go steal some. <laughs> what the fuck do you care, Bone Steel? But whatever. <sighs> Leonardo takes out his sword and just kind of waves it around instead of attacking sure him. He just keeps waving it around too as he yeah. flings rocks at them. <laughs> yeah, Bone Steel set up these catapults that throw pretty styrofoam-looking rocks at the turtles and pulls... When none of those work at hitting them either, he pulls out a whip and is trying to drive them back, which... 
Leonardo recognizes immediately. It's a Makanda Carnage Pit. Is that I'm, w- <laughs> I'm going to guess that that's probably full of, like, sharpened spikes. Probably. Probably sharpened sticks. Or stakes. Keep that in your pocket. Uh-oh. But Bonesteel then throws trash cans at them full of nothing. I don't know, orange bags. Yeah, there's some. There, it's the same orange bags that are always everywhere. Yeah. But all of the turtles are just standing there waiting. Any of them, like, hey, Shinobi, why don't you throw some magic at him or something? Right. Or Donatello, I bet your stick can shoot an arrow. Instead, Bonesteel pulls out uh, his blunderbuss that shoots tranquilizer darts and only has one dart loaded in it. <laughs> Five turtles. <laughs> and he says something about lullaby juice, and then the vampires show up, and Bonesteel accidentally shoots it in the air, watches it fly into the air, watches it come down and it hits him in the shoulder and instead of like he said it could take down like a a, a rhino for three days yeah and also, he doesn't go out immediately he wanders around and mumbling well he nonsense. didn't say how fast it would take out the rhino i guess that's fair also you didn't say did you say why he got scared because the vampire showed up did you say that part yeah oh, i was busy watching the tv <laughs> apparently they could sense the shinobi i guess so because they recognize her as the shinobi immediately. Right, even though she's a monster standing amidst other monsters. <laughs> well, they knew she was very deformed in their words. Bone Steel pulls the oh, dart out. Oh, it's the out. cape. She's wearing a shinobi cape. There it is. Shinobi cape Duh. lighting. So the little kids ta- or jump kick Venus, and she gets knocked down. And then Vami comes in for the kill, I guess. And then they fight some more. And then the little kids start attacking the turtles. And it's it's an okay fight. Like, I really wanted to see Raphael punch this little girl, but he doesn't. He almost pulls her wig off, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little boy kind of like tiger claws at Don- Michelangelo while Donatello and Leonardo just stand around. I guess so. They're not doing a damn thing. Bone Steel is wandering around yelling stuff. and uh, Just nonsense. It, it doesn't make any... It doesn't matter what he's saying because it's none of it's coherent because he got super high. Donatello is told by Leonardo to go, why don't you turn off the lasers? And then he does that. He ninja kicks into the bush <laughs> where the remote control is. Maybe he thought he saw a dragon. But he picks up the, the thing. Instead of just, like, knocking over one of the spires, there's there's plenty of hand-holding room. Like, you just pick it up, yeah. and then it would break the chain. Or just You'd kick it over. Yeah. Would it break the chain, or would it just make the lasers longer? Like... I don't know. Long enough distance, it wouldn't be as intense. He turns it off right before Bone Steel falls into it and dies. When he sh- he should have could have just left or waited just a couple of minutes and it would have been fine. The fight's going poorly, and then Leonardo recognizes that, <clears throat> jumps on the other side of the carnage pit, and yells at the vampires that, "Oh, I'm the Shinobi!" They run at him and fall into the pit, which again probably full of uh, <laughs> spikes. So they should have died, is what I'm saying. Yeah, but this is part one, so we know they didn't. Yeah, we also never really saw it in the pit. But I'm guessing what makes it a carnage pit is that you die when you fall in it, right. gruesomely. But I also imagine they wouldn't name it a car- carnage pit. It seems like a dumb name is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, you mean the actual name? Yeah. Real life? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. We cut back to the lair, and uh, they're talking about what just happened, just in case we had forgotten. And Raphael shrugs it off as, just another night in the Big Apple. Where And then Venus, for the second time this episode, and never before, pulls out the medicine box and is like, who needs herbal medicine? And we see that the heart has turned from a like dried out black husk into a throbbing pink heart. Bum, bum, bum. That does not look like a human's, but that's fine. <laughs> it's got a lot of weird tendrils coming off of it. Yeah. And then Michelangelo says, can I touch it? And that's where we end. Fucking cliffhanger. <laughs> it's a four part. Goddamn cliffhangers. So a lot, a lot happened, and not a lot happened. I, I think I enjoyed this one. It wasn't bad. 
This one was a little exposition-y, but... Um, yeah, well, you gotta get you gotta all that out. it all up, yeah. Um, so that, that's the introduction to Vammy. I, I swear that little girl is using a PH. Spelled Vammy. So you they're vampires that a Cantana. Now. In addition to uh, dragons... Sort of sentient gorillas. Uh, regular definitely, gorillas. <laughs> definitely sentient gorillas. Cancer, or yetis. Cancer-ridden scientists and uh, insane hunters. And ninjas. There are now vampires. And evil bicycles. It hasn't come up in the show a lot, but it's definitely a thing. Queez's bicycle is evil. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't see how it wouldn't be. <laughs> it gained self-awareness and chose to be evil. I hope we see Queez again and he rides a bicycle. <laughs> That was the best part of this show. It's so good. Uh, I'm kind of worried. We only have, what, four episodes after this? Yeah, he's probably not coming oh, back. no. <laughs> I hope the last one is a clip show, and the only clip they show is Queez riding his bicycle. Just him doing a marathon. Yeah. With a Tour de France. I would love that. You're a Tour de France. So, Jacob, what was the most turtle-rific part? What was the most turtle-rific part? Um, well, there's, there's so many possibilities, it's really hard to say. <laughs> Maybe, um... Their midnight glow <laughs> glow disc game. Maybe that little girl's wig. I like that they're like werewolves, but with frisbees. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we just have to go play frisbee. Do you want to start playing glow disc um, when uh, when it's full moon out? Yes. I would say that was probably the part where it, the visual effects weren't terrible. And the oh, yeah, that setup. skeleton was really good. If I saw that in a haunted house, I'd be done. I'd never <laughs> be in a haunted house because I'm scared of everything. But I really like the scene that was quiet. And it had a mood. Oh, it, yeah, that was pretty good. It wasn't good. Just, uh, just nonsense and screaming. It I was feel like, an I feel actual like maybe, attempt at acting. You know, they, they've been listening to our podcast and they're trying to improve the show. Do you <laughs> well, think? I think they're far too late. Because everyone who is involved with it is dead now. Not everyone. We talked to one. Wh- when? There's no proof of that. Sure there is. I just haven't edited it. God damn it, Sky. <laughs> but yeah, this episode overall was pretty okay. Yeah, great job, everyone. Uh, join us next week when we watch part two. I'm going to guess the title is Unchain My Heart Part Two. It is Unchain My Heart Part Two. That was a good guess. You're a good guesser. Uh, well. All right, do three weeks from now. <laughs> Unchain My Heart Part Four. So, um, we, I mean, we'll probably get to find out more, but get no actual resolution. Yeah, or it'll be an entirely different storyline, just like the f- beginning five parts. I feel like this one, like was more cliffhangery than the beginning five parts. Like, the beginning five parts were more episodic than this. I mean, obviously, we've only seen one of them, so the rest could be awful. But <laughs> this one felt like, oh, this is definitely the beginning of this story. Yeah. And not, like, well, here's a small part of the story that can be strung together in a in a weird um, pilot. <laughs> like, the, like, the beginning of the DuckTales, where it's, it's a, you know, an hour and a half long, but it's really just five episodes or whatever. Right. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. Or we won't, because, you know, maybe we'll dive in between now and then. And it's possible. Um, you can follow the show at... Uh, you know it. You pa- can do it. Failed Pop Culture oh, No E at it. the end. You can email the show at uh, popculturefailure at com. If you like, you could go to iTunes or whatever you use for rating podcasts and give us a rating and or review. There are no new ones I checked before we started. Okay. Do you think we haven't gotten as many reviews because I have never reviewed a podcast ever? <laughs> Maybe. Is it karma? Yes. Son of a bitch. I'm going to review a podcast I haven't even listened to. This one? <laughs> oh, yeah, I could review this one. I've listened to this one, though. It's all right. It's my eighth favorite. I don't know. The hosts are kind of jerks. They're so negative. <laughs> Well, they don't have a lot to work with. <laughs> it's no excuse. Uh, you can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. 
And I guess we will see you next week. Or we won't. <laughs> That's so ominous. Ninja Turtles are on the scene. You mess with green and it's gonna get mean. Ninja Turtles are on the scene. You mess with green and it's gonna get mean. I felt like more happened because we got new characters. They went to a couple of different places. I guess that's true. Maybe it was compelling. No, we'll save it for the podcast. <laughs> Asshole. I'm recording now. I can splice oh, it in. Thank God. Because I'm doing this is the half an hour a, or the hour a day where I miss things happening on the internet. I mean, not a day, <laughs> a, a week. This is my week of, uh, damn it. This is my hour a week of internet silence does it burn the entire time oh, i hate it they're gonna hire a new star wars director without me paying attention without my direct and then input. what oh, then i'll probably give them a lot of money so go see it several times there's no probably about that yeah <laughs>